Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. In today's episode, we are going to explore a day that historically is often dedicated to slowing down and enjoying the simple pleasures of eating and resting and connecting with family and with spirit. And that is Sunday. Today's episode is all about how to create a sumptuous Sunday ritual. You might love your Sundays. You might pick up the newspaper off of your doorstep and pour a cup of coffee and just delight in a Sunday morning. But you also might want to know that if you feel a sense of dread on Sundays, or if you end up getting to Sunday night and feeling like it was just another day that passed you by and there wasn't any meaning or juice or succulence to it. And so just like we do with everything here at Come to Your Senses, there is the shifting and changing of the outer world, the things that we do that help impact how we feel. But then there is also the beginning with the inner world and allowing the outer world to be an expression of that. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share with you some of the things that make my Sunday really special and perhaps might even make your Sundays the jewel in the crown of your week. You know, I remember once writing a blog called The Most Potent Magic I've Ever Encountered. And it was about, (laughs) I'm laughing as I recall it, because it was about this one Sunday. And it was the point in my life where I was newly sober. And just as my friend Billy likes to say, couldn't tell my ass from a pineapple. 
and was really trying to figure out how to spend my time and how to, you know, really deal with the vacancy that had been created in my life by choosing to live differently than I had lived for a long time and choosing to find fun and pleasure in places where I had previously deemed boring. And I remember waking up one Sunday and scrolling my phone and just feeling so much despair at the idea of spending an entire day scrolling my phone, just alone, depressed, you know? And so I made one simple decision that day which was that I was going to turn off my phone for four hours at least. Not on airplane, not on silent, but turn it off. And the reason I called the piece of writing the most potent magic I've ever encountered was that one simple decision, which was literally the press of a button, opened the portal for me to remember how to be. And this is not an episode on how to reduce your use of technology. But what I will say is that what we choose not to do on our Sundays is just as important as the things we choose to fill our Sundays with. And that's what we're going to explore today is how to create a sumptuous environment and atmosphere on the inner and the outer to make your Sundays scrumptious. So let's dive into our gems. The first gem is that we begin at the beginning. And as my friend Rochelle Sheik likes to say, sometimes the best way to study something and get to know something is to study its opposite. And so when you look at your weekends and your Sundays in particular, A great place to look whenever you want to make any sort of shift is what is not working. So you might find that on Sunday nights, you get a pretty bad case of Sunday nightis and you get really stressed about the week to come. And I noticed this about myself once and then I realized, oh, well, around six or seven o'clock is when I whip out my calendar and I start planning my week and then I get really stressed out. You know, sometimes just bringing that gentle curiosity to what's not working can be very, very illuminating to a simple shift that will take you more in the direction of what does work and what does get you closer to how you want to feel. For myself, I know that having some sort of social interaction on a Sunday is really, really important for me because during the week I work from home and I live alone. And so I've got a lot of alone time and I love my alone time and I enjoy spending time with myself. But just like even with your best friend in the world that you love the most, you hit a threshold. (laughs) I had a threshold with myself and my uh, solitude. And so on the weekends is when I really need to have multiple social connections in order to feel in my pleasure and in my sanity. And for you, it might be the opposite. You might be around people all week. And these are your times where you need to set some boundaries in order to have more of that hunker down cozy time. The second gem around creating a sumptuous Sunday is to have a weekend 
trousseau. A trousseau was is a collection of items that a bride would save for after she was married. I just really love the word trousseau. It's kind of like a treasure box or a hope chest. And one of the things that I love to do is I have certain items in my life that are really special to me that I'll only use at certain times. So for example, I have a certain perfume that I only wear when I take clients to Italy on retreat so that every time I put it on, I remember what it's like to be strolling the market and picking up hand-poured beeswax candles, wearing a fabulous cape and large sunglasses. There's obviously a sensory imprint there with that aroma. And sometimes I wear that perfume in my everyday life, but I really try to save it for Italy so that when I want to evoke that energy or that memory, it stays strong. Similarly, you might wish to have a special robe and slippers that you only wear on the weekends. I know for myself, I have a secret collection of fancy tea, the kind of tea that comes in like glass bottles, <laughs> the kind of tea that, you know, you just don't find on the shelf at a grocery store. You might find it in like a gift shop or a specialty tea shop. And those teas are lovely. And I probably would and could use them every day if I wanted to, but I really enjoy having a special reserve, a special collection of things that I only use during those times where I really want to pamper and give myself the gift of relaxation, like on a Sunday. So just like you might have a wine, a special reserve for celebrations or for when friends come over, having a special trousseau, a special reserve of objects, beverages, things that you entertain yourself with can make your Sunday feel more sumptuous and more succulent as you rise into it each week. The next gem is if you suffer with Sundaynitis, which is a feeling of dread around the next day, around your Monday to come, something I really love to do is to plan a Monday morning treat. So one of my favorite things to do on a Monday morning is actually do tidying and cleaning. I know that that's probably the most Virgo thing I've ever said in my life. I comfort myself with the treat of cleaning on a Monday morning. But truly, on a Monday morning, there is just something so satisfying. My astrologer friends listening to this, I hope you're laughing, about doing something with my hands. And so making sure that my, as I start my week, my sink is really clean and sparkling and smells like lemons is a great way for me to start the week. For you, it might be different. Probably is. Another way I love to start the week is by doing my beauty treatments in the shower on Monday mornings. So instead of just trying to wildly get in and out as, in as little time as possible, Using something like a peppermint rosemary scrub and while you are drying your hair, doing a face mask is a really lovely way to bring your senses into the start of your week. 
which can help to assuage some of those Sunday night worries. I also like to build in to my Monday morning 30 minutes of planning for the week as the first thing that I do. Because for me, Sundays are really, really sacred. And when I start bringing the frenzy of the week into my Sunday, it's like I've tried it so many times and every time (laughs) it just frazzles me. And for you, you might be different. You know, everyone's cycles and rhythms are different. And for you, it might leave you completely frazzled to wake up Monday without a plan. But personally, I find that saving that for Monday, as so many things are always changing, and I just have such a clear head after the weekend, is my personal potion for pleasure. And then your final gem is around having casual social time. And that is the drop-by and companionable silence dates. So I am a really big fan of the casual Sunday drop-by where I call a friend and I say, hey, what are you doing? Can I drop by in 20 minutes with donuts and flowers and coffee and we can just have a chat? It is so nice to just have spontaneous impromptu visits with friends on the porch or in the living room when it's not all the intensity of a party or going out to dinner. It's such a sweet, casual kind of intimacy, especially when life can feel so planned to the minute to just initiate 20 minutes of contact. Another way that I get that need for companionship but in a non-intense way. If you're like me and you're an extroverted introvert, it's like you want to be around people, but you don't always want to be chatting and feel on. I also have friends where we have companionable silence states. So many people have shared with me that since the pandemic, they have a hard time reading, just sitting down to read a book. And I think that that's true in part because of the increased amount of time on social media. Once again, this is not a technology reduction podcast, but I do think it's important to note that it all of a sudden is unusual to be holding something that isn't electronic in one's hand and looking at it. You know, it's like the brain registers, what's wrong? Why are there not 10 tabs open right now? And cognitively, it's like harder to process reading a book. And so one of the things that I like to do on a Sunday is just have a reading date because I'm a lot more likely to be able to focus on a book if someone else is reading a book next to me. And I just did this the other day, actually, where a friend came over and I splayed out on the floor on my deck and she was sitting on the couch and the crickets were chirping and we were both reading and drinking tea and We had a sleepover and it was just so delicious. And that reminds me of one bonus gem I want to throw in there, which is something that I used to do when I lived in New York. I used to get real bad Sunday nightists when I lived in New York, when I was working in a corporate job. And so I would compulsively plan pleasurable activities for myself and my partner at the time. And we would, I remember one night, uh, We went to Prospect Park and we had this gorgeous picnic with 
salami and cheese and bread and a nice bubbly beverage. And I brought a stack of magazines and I still felt anxious. I still felt anxiety under my skin, but I do remember, I mean, you know, just the fact that I'm telling you about it right now, what I remember is the pleasure of it. I know that the anxiety was still there. As I talk about it, I can feel it now. But what I remember was the joy and the pleasure of it. So these tiny, simple pleasures of bringing a roll of salami and a wedge of cheese and a picnic blanket out to sit on the earth, it matters. It's very easy for the brain to convince you that these tiny gestures of connection aren't really going to matter or that there's something more important. But as I was talking with a client today, sometimes I think in trying to create really meaningful lives, we might forget that meaningful lives are made up of meaningful moments and that it's more the tiny pebbles than the giant boulders that make up the quality of our days. So the salami matters, my friends. (laughs) I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it brings more succulents to your Sundays. And if there's a part of you that knows that the succulents of simple pleasures, slow living, and meaningful moments is not only something that you want, but is something you can no longer not have, I would love to talk to you about working together and coaching together. You can learn more about coaching with me at embodiedintelligencecoaching.com in the link beneath this episode. Enrollment is open now and is closing in just a few weeks for the rest of the year. So head to embodiedintelligencecoaching.com to grab one of my last spots for 2022 into 2023. And thank you so much as always for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. Your reviews mean so much to me and I will see you in our next episode. For coaching classes and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video today.